0: we're down to two teams so for double points what is the name of the purple teletubby
1: Tinky winky
0: you're both correct
1: he always carried a red purse Ooh, i'm a rebel just for kicks now. Max is very competitive, as am I. It's one of the reasons I fell in love with him. Oh, this is easy. He was an uh, Incredible Hulk. Eric, Eric Bana. Other one. Mark Rufflow. Other one. Lou Ferrigno. Primal Fear. Richard Gere never played the Incredible Hulk. Time. Jesus Christ. Ed Norton. Oh, oh sh- Primal Fear. Oh. Guys, what do you say we do this at my house next week? This will be a game night to remember. Oh, boy. Mm. Tonight, we're taking game night up a notch. <laughs> Need a board and we do not need pieces we won't need any extra rudeness either someone in this room is going to be taken oh it's a murder mystery party fun whoever finds the victim wins the grand prize the keys to the stingray just the keys no ryan the whole car oh yes i just want to wish you the best of luck tonight bye baby hand me those matches i'm about to burn this door down you're gonna light a fire in a windowless room that we're trapped in I got to make my idea sound stupid. You're not going to know what's real and what's fake. Is this gun real? Oh, oh, no, Annie. Oh, Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my God, I shot you. What the? I've always enjoyed the camaraderie of good friends. Often we don't appreciate what we have until it's gone. Oh, because your wife left you. One idea, it's so crazy, it just might work. You're gonna crash the car into the plane like Liam Neeson in Taken 3? He did that in Taken 3, huh? Uh, You missed it. (laughs) Thanks, baby. This is instructions on how to remove a bullet. It didn't have rubbing alcohol, so I got you this lovely shard. Good idea, way to pivot. What is helpful in country living? Oh, that's for later, there's a... Corn chowder recipe looks really good.
0: Oh, you love so corn chowder, huh? Yeah. Let's hear you Thank you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This Should Have Won an Oscar, a podcast where we talk about films that, get this, should have won Oscars. Connor McPartland alongside your younger brother and co host, Aiden McPartland. say hi to the people, Aiden.
1: Good evening. Good evening.
0: I said, say hello, not good evening, Aiden. You had one job. Uh, Today, we will be talking about Game Night, released on February 23rd, 2018. It had a budget of $37 million and made $118 million at the box office. It was directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, written by Mark Perez. Aiden, why should this film have won an Oscar?
1: It's hilarious, dude. It's really funny. Also, I think that this is one of, like, the few examples of a really funny comedy movie that does kind of feel like a real movie movie. Like, the way it's shot, I think, is one thing that kind of stuck out to me. Like, it really feels like actual thought went into this. It's not like Step Brothers, you know, where it's just like, put them in a room, put three cameras there, all right, we're done for the day. You know, it was like actually thought out shots. And I don't think many movies do that.
0: This movie had no right
1: to be as good as it was. I was really worried that it was going to be bad.
0: I remember, I didn't watch a trailer for it. I remember just seeing the commercials for it. And we were like, "Uh is this going to be any good? And you're absolutely right. This is a comedy movie. This is like, I feel like, I wouldn't be surprised if these are the comedy movies that we get now. I, I I really wish that these will be the comedy movies because to your point, this is not a run. A, this was a thought out movie from the story, yeah. from the shots. The fact that the transition shots are like game pieces. The fact that there's
1: like you can like the score to the movie too is a little isn't for, like a Goodwill
0: Hunting score, right? You know? even like the the lighting of the movie. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it has like, a really nice feel right right even though like most of the, i think there are like two scenes that take place in the daytime and all the yeah. other scenes take place like at that night. long take where they're throwing the egg, like that was thought out exactly um and to your point it was
1: just it's hilarious it's so funny i was not expecting Everyone just to work so well together. Right. Well, let's talk about the cast
0: because it, it's headed up by two A-listers, mm-hmm. Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. And then two actors you could argue might be A-listers: Kyle Chandler, who you could argue is just a that guy because he's been in so much stuff. He's been in a lot of things, but he's also right. like the
1: lead in a lot of things.
0: Right, so exactly. I don't... So. You could argue that he is an A-lister. And then Jesse Plemons, yeah. who you can well, argue this is now an, is A-lister. an A-lister. It is an A-lister. I think so too, yeah. yeah. Um, which, by the way, he was 28 years old when he shot this movie. And that's crazy like to he's me. 40.
1: <laughs> he's, he like he's 40. He's another example of an actor that could either be 25 or you could be 90.
0: Exactly. And then uh, it has an ensemble of people that are not A-listers, uh, but who you and I know Sharon Horgan who is the star and co-creator of Catastrophe one of the greatest shows of the last decade in my opinion Lamorne Morris who many of you might know from uh, New Girl who plays Winston also has a great Hulu show called Woke uh, Kylie Burby who uh, is the star of the new David E. Kelly series on ABC and Billy Magson who's just becoming a character actor and just being yeah. in a lot of stuff and all of these actors have their moments to shine and have lines that you laugh at. And they all work incredibly together. Yeah,
1: They all, I really feel like they all have been friends for like 10 years. Right. And they have so many lines that are just like so quotable and so hilarious. So laugh out loud. LOL. Right. LOL. LOL.
0: And. It balances out great too, because obviously they're in teams most of the time. Yeah. Like Bateman and McAdams spend most of the time together. They spend some of it with Kyle Chandler, yeah. but they have most
1: it, of it, their scenes I, together. I love the fact that it's like the perfect amount of time of them being apart and them being together. like right. like most of like when the movie actually starts going and the plot happens, mm-hmm. like they're apart for a good amount of time, and then they're together right. at like the perfect amount of time where I'm like kind of done being with them alone right and i want them and want the ensemble this is
0: something that stranger things can work on a little bit i feel like because especially and while i loved season three it was like uh, you could tell has a formula
1: stranger things has a formula and they are going to run with it like you could yeah
0: like i there were times where i was like oh was there like maybe like a scheduling conflict here like they couldn't get millie bobby brown in the scene with david harbour or they have a formula that they've been working
1: on. Yeah, for I think that's just three years. A formula at this point. Where
0: everybody's together at the beginning, forget all the lessons that they learned in the last season. Yeah, they're break things apart is kind of another story podcast. But that's right. right. The point. Um But they just they work so well together. Yeah. And uh, kudos to the writing and directing of the movie. Yeah, the writing for is doing
1: hilarious. That. Like the things that they say are just so and the things that they say and do are just like kind of weird for those situations but also are like hilarious like in the, a running gag in the movie is that one of them finds out that his wife had slept with a celebrity and the whole movie is trying to figure it out and they're trapped in a room and he says give me a lighter i'm gonna burn this door down and she says it's a windowless room and he says or did you sleep with bill nye the science guy or something you're gonna talk to me about how fireworks and that just makes me laugh every time it's a great line it's a it's just so interesting because
0: yeah i don't know because like jason bateman and rachel mcadams don't like spend a lot of time with the friends except for the times that we talked about right but that's where it's balanced out um so well this was an intro 2018 was actually a pretty good year for comedy movies Mm -hmm. it just wasn't the type of comedy movies that people were used to the blockbuster comedy stars being in them because you had this you had uh uh I think I would put blockers in this category too if people were surprised by how funny the movie actually yeah. was. But then you also had uh, the favorite, a dark comedy. A really dark comedy. Really dark comedy. You had eighth grade, mm-hmm. which does have comedic moments in it. Really funny moments in you it. Bet your butt will be talking about yeah. that movie on this podcast at some point. And then you had like, I. Like, Black Klansman has some funny moments in it, mm-hmm. too. Like, when it's really funny, it's really funny, you know? And that, to what I said earlier, that's just what it feels like comedy movies are going to be like. Yeah, I for hope the so. Next... I hope that
1: comedy movies will kind of be more story-driven and really well thought out. You know, I don't have any problem with, like... The horrible you know, bosses. The, I don't have any problem with, like, the Adam McKay comedy movies right. that really have the same feel over and over again. I'm just like, I respect a movie a lot more if they do like really think it out. Right. I, I agree with you too. Um,
0: There's just like, you don't notice the directing in a lot of comedy mm-hmm, movies. Yeah.
1: And when you notice. Because the they're directing, all like kind of the same directing. Like got right. no shot at like Paul Feat, but he doesn't really have a style. You just focus on the script. Yeah. Yeah. You're only like, I, you're only like, I'm here for jokes. Give me laughter. Ha ha ha. I think Judd Apatow might
0: have changed it a little bit with oh, well. the way that he yeah. was doing um comedy movies. This was a big year for Rachel McAdams, uh, because she had this and disobedience, which was one of my favorite movies mm. to come out of 2018. Uh, and then Jason Bateman had Ozark and the incredibly disappointing fifth season of Arrested Development.
1: Yeah. All I in the forget same year. That, like, he is really funny. Like, I whenever I think of Jason Bateman, especially now, I'm like. Oh, it's the dude from Ozark. Right. And then I'm like, oh, wait, he was in Horrible Bosses. Right. Oh, wait, and the first three seasons of Arrested Development are a thing. Right. Oh, and he's in Game Night. Oh, man, he's hilarious. I
0: get hot take here. Invisible producer, mark this down. But I like the fourth season of Arrested Development. The original fourth season of Arrested Not Development. Really? Mm. I kind of I mm. like it a little bit. Mm. What's your favorite comedic Jason Bateman performance? Ooh.
1: Well, he it kind of plays the same person. Right. He plays like the straight guy just reacting to all these quirky characters. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe Game Night's the one that stands out the most because at least he's around other people who are like the straight person just reacting to the situation, not the other characters.
0: You're, you're right. He does have the M.O. of being the straight man mm-hmm. who uh thinks, I think in other things he thinks he's smarter than he is um like one one thing that i love in horrible bosses 2 is performance in horrible bosses 2 is that you can tell he's just so miserable <laughs> being with these two idiots yeah. but he's also has his idiotic moments in that movie too and in this movie he has some idiotic moments yeah. as well but he's not yeah i think it's
1: i think the main thing is just the people around him are huge idiots
0: and he and rachel mcadams just play off each other Their so well in this. Movie. Really incredible. Yeah. They work
1: incredibly well together. Yeah.
0: So even with
1: like the weird, like the I'll admit some of the slower parts of the movie where they're talking about having a kid like i still was entertained by them just talking to each other and they're back and forth
0: and that was a great balancing out because even like the one that came to mind was the one at the bar when they were talking about it but even there that's like filled with jokes too about how they're trying to realized
1: i've never had this right like how they're trying trying to see if the
0: bartender is an actor or not so they order a drink and they don't they have never had the drink when they're
1: threatening where they're like holding the gun up in the air at the bar and he's like oh you're
0: doing great honey right right um, let's talk about the Oscars this year for uh, the twenty nineteen Oscars because you and I have said before that it was a great show mm-hmm. and horrible in terms of the actual
1: winners. Yeah, great ceremony. Mm-hmm. The winners are some, I think, arguably the worst of that entire decade. You
0: could argue that this was the worst Oscars of the 2010s. You can make I've, an argument. I've, you could yeah. say that. You like, could say
1: twenty twelve with the right. artists.
0: A lot of the er- the early Oscars mm-hmm. of the decade were pretty but bad, but those
1: like at least the artists. I think people knew that it was going to win. It right. just seemed like a movie that the Oscars would have loved. Green Book. I well, don't know
0: let's get into that. So, Best Picture nominees that year were Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, that should be your first uh, <laughs>
1: bad should, Oscar winner.
0: That should. Uh, the favorite: Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. So, um,
1: it's simultaneously I, a week category but also kind of strong i think we have i think there are some movies right. in there that no one like even talks about right anymore i won't go
0: too much into Bohemian rhapsody because i think everyone who's listening to this knows that i hate it i do think it's one of the worst movies i've ever seen ever um i certainly think it's in the top 10 worst movies of the 2010s mm-hmm. i think um yeah I, I
1: it's not a it's not it's a really bad movie but i love watching it yeah yeah you know? I
0: I can't even watch it at times just because of the fact
1: that I know how much it As a Queen fan, I think that Queen is one of the greatest fans of all time. This isn't even a caricature of his life. This is like a preschooler's stick drawing of this man's life. Right. Um, It is. Oh, man. Well, you know what the big problem with the movie was? Nobody directed it. No one directed it. They went through, what, three different directors? I think they went through two because I think. Because no one directed it first. Right. They had no direct it was all and then, it was all just there. Right. And then, it was all just there. And then whoever
0: directed Rocket Man, I think, came in mm. for the last like act-ish of the movie, which Rocket is Rocket Man's good. I Rocketman Rocket is better Man. than Bohemian Rhapsody. So you have that. And then you have Green Book, which I know some people look. It's one if, of the highest rated movies on IMDb. It's kind of like an eight point five. I I if someone were to say to me if Green Book doesn't win as much as it did at the Oscars, if it doesn't win Best Picture, do you hate it as much as you do? Maybe I don't, because I, I did...
1: Honestly, that would be the case for me. Yeah. Like, I think if it didn't win as much as it did, I would be like, Green Book, it's fine. I think... Right, which is the... Which is my tweet-length review of it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. It's enjoyable. I think that the chemistry between... Ma- uh, Mahershala. Mahershala Ali. We got to say Muhammad <laughs> Ali. Well, it's because... Uh, I, 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 never mind. Okay. okay. And Viggo Morrison is great. Mm-hmm. I think that the script is not that good. I don't think the script is that good. The directing is just like whatever, like what we were talking about. It's just classic. Put camera here. Put camera there. All right, we're done. Right.
0: I think this. I'm fine with like people who are in comedy. Like I'm fine that Adam McKay has started to do this whole renaissance. I got no problem
1: with that. I think that that is a really Uh, bold move and I respect everyone. for
0: that. Right. Well, I was going to say sometimes though, it just doesn't work. And I think Mm -hmm. in this case, Peter Farrelly moving over from doing comedy to trying to tackle this
1: racial period piece was just did not work. Do you think it would have been better if he wrote and directed it with his brother? Because his brother is retired from filmmaking. Do you think it could have been better?
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I just think they had a vision for it. They they didn't take any risks. We've said before that this was the safest choice
1: to win Best Picture. It probably it should have been Roma. It, yeah. It should have been Roma. I was thinking it was going to be Roma because I was like, oh, it's a foreign language film. It's time. And I kind of get why because it's a Netflix movie. Right. The that's time, the only reason why. I had no idea what to do with Netflix movies. Right. Steven Spielberg was still having a temper tantrum about Netflix movies. Exactly. So I don't know. I, but other than that, it should have been probably Black Klansman. If they wanted to go with a a choice where they're like we're not racist right. black clansman probably should have been that or black panther or black panther I mean the thing going bringing game night into this is that
0: 2018 wasn't actually that bad of a movie year it really was you had you had like it just wasn't displayed at that oscars yeah. so like a quiet place and um eighth annihilation grade. eighth grade oh, so um what, what are some Infinity other ones
1: war I really like
0: i yeah Crazy Rich Asians I enjoyed. That was good. Um, like, they just weren't displayed here. Mm-hmm. So, it, it just, you, Green Book probably in the end should have been taken out, and Bohemian Rhapsody
1: definitely should have been taken out. I'm, I'll tell you, the only reason why they nominated it was because every other award show was nominated. It's because it won the Best only, Drama at the Golden Globe. It's the Globes. only reason. That's yeah.
0: literally the only reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it had a case for for best picture honestly like Game Night Game Night like I would have loved to see it yeah, get a best picture nomination, great. but then here's another one, uh, Jesse Plemons was
1: robbed he of was a supporting so actor nomination. Academy, dude, the Academy has like a history of like supporting actors who should have been nominated and probably should have won for that year. Not get nominated. Alan Rickman in Die Hard probably being the biggest example. Not to mention
0: combine that with the, their uh, not hatred of comedy, but just not recognizing comedy. Yeah, sometimes they
1: do it. Like Melissa McCarthy getting an Oscar nomination for Bridesmaids is like still the strangest thing in the world to me. Right. But Jesse Plemons not getting a nomination for this movie is like kind of dumb, right?
0: Because here, so here are the nominees: Mahershala Ali, Green Book, Adam Driver, Black Klansman, Sam Elliott, A Star Is Born, Richard E. Grant. Can you ever forgive me? Another one that could have gotten a Best Picture nomination. Yeah. Can you ever forgive me? And then Sa- Sam Rockwell and Vice. It ends up going to Mahershala Ali for Green Book, which Honestly, I think might probably my least favorite performance is, of that group. Yeah, is the wrong call. I think it two is. years later. But here's the thing you have sam rock why am i saying his name i would like to point out
1: that also in the last podcast you did say Rackwell. did i jeez i I didn't want want to correct it so weird i thought that so you're just gonna save it for now and
0: then drag it out sam rockwell is doing a comedic performance in vice he's doing an snl impression of george w bush adam driver in black clansman is kind of doing a comedic but
1: he's so performance good. in there he's a little so bit. so good. And I then, love the scene where he's talking about I've never thought of myself as a Jewish person.
0: like That's such a great monologue. That like, that's that's a great monologue. Like, and then
1: Richard E. Grant
0: is also kind of doing a comedic per- yeah. performance in Can You Ever Forgive Me? So,
1: like, it, it was kind it of a weird supporting actor year. I wouldn't feel that out of place out of all those nominees. now Three out of the five are really comedy movies. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, four out of the five because Golden Globes things. Books a comedy, Correct.
0: so four out of right. the
1: five are comedies. So, I right. honestly wouldn't feel that out of place.
0: Wait, what is Black Plantsman a comedy? They called it a drama at the Golden Globes. Oh, did they? They? I
1: they called it a comedy. I thought
0: they called it a drama. Okay, then I three. guess who cares then about three. what the Golden Globes thinks, yeah? It doesn't matter, but we all right, so we got to talk about why we think plemmons deserved an Oscar nomination.
1: Oh, man, I feel like, I honestly feel as though one of the reasons why I'm saying this is just because I think he's such a great actor. Like his ability to go from Breaking Bad as one of the most scary villains in that show to being so hilariously scary, like scary to a point of parody. Like he's really parodying a psychopath in this movie. And it is so hilarious. Down to stroking
0: the cat. It's
1: a dog. Or a dog. And yeah, just, the dog. That's right. Just and like the first scene you see him he's just like standing next to his mailbox holding his dog and then the dog starts licking his face and then he just like stares at the dog while he's doing it right <laughs> it's just so like he hilarious. never he never breaks he it's never breaks so and
0: it's just so it's just so funny to see because i don't know that he's necessarily saying a lot of jokes i think no, it's definitely the it's acting the delivery that, the delivery that comes from that
1: anything is hilarious
0: Right. So I think you could argue that he was robbed, Yeah, too. you could
1: definitely make the case for him.
0: And then original screenplay, the nominees that year were The Favorite, First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. Screen Book won, which is still the WTF thing, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, favorite from that ceremony. The Favorite should
1: have gotten it. I mean, but I have not seen First Reformed yet. But I also feel like that should have been...
0: Right. I mean, Roma was also, like... Mm-hmm still like a really great screenplay even though everyone noticed the directing in that movie well, and it, the acting it
1: definitely was more of a directing experiment right um
0: game night i think you could have made the case you
1: definitely could have made the case
0: honestly i'd say probably like take out either green book or vice probably green book probably green book i don't i
1: still don't understand
0: that one today
1: yeah i think it getting nominated whatever because it's nominated for best picture it's but, like kind of a whatever move but it winning yeah. is really And it won
0: the golden globe too for best screenplay. They didn't screenplay. even because they don't split was it what? up into original and was adapted. The
1: have not even nominated.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't, honestly. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised really. if um uh Mama Mia here we go again was nominated or something like that.
1: Yeah, it got nominated for like every award in the entire show. Right. Best limited series.
0: Yeah. And all that. Yeah, best actress in a drama for Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right, so that's... Do you have any other
1: things on Game Night? It's it's disappointing, the fact that the Oscars didn't Is acknowledge this. Because I simultaneously get it. Yeah, It's a comedy, and they are not really great with comedies. But it's still kind of disappointing, the fact that this didn't even get any recognition at any award show.
0: Absolutely. Because I was surprised that it made $118 million at the box yeah, office.
1: An, especially now for uh, an original comedy. That, that is impressive. Yeah, um, whereas in the two thousands, like you could make right. five hundred million dollars. So I don't
0: think you could call this like a cult following then, if it makes that much money at the box office. But I wonder in the future, I wouldn't be surprised that this is a movie that people forget about, and then it does have a, a small following of people yeah. who really like it and who just quote it all the time
1: well i mean i think it already kind of is starting to have that because tbs runs this like tbs and tnt both both, both Warners. they run this like twice a month right you know, so i think it's already starting to get up there in terms of like people noticing it and people rewatching it
0: i would agree with that um okay well that was um this episode of the Should Have Won an Oscar. Our next episode, we will be talking about Edge of Tomorrow, Ooh. 2014 action classic. Until then, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.